Okay, so what I wanted to, uh, want to have a short discussion today about uh, an aspect of uh, practice, the Sangha, is an aspect that is very important for us to uh, examine and to maintain. We chant, uh, do not judge by any standards, right? So, do not judge by any standards begins at home, begins with us. Right, it's a very important line. If you, if you judge, you do not see the way even when you walk on it. Right, because judgments blind us. So to not judge <coughs> means for us, and what we're trying to, to work to develop here, is a place where we can come and a place that we don't feel judged. We can show up exactly as we are. And often... It actually happens a lot. You know, people say, um, I, I didn't show up because I was going through something. It's a lot more common than you think. And, and we say that because there is something in us that thinks that we uh, are expected to show our face, to show up to the world in a specific way. We have to look a certain way. We have to be perfect, whatever that means in our, in our heads. And because, as is the talk last week, because we see ourselves as not perfect, as somewhat damaged, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, because of what we go through, then we think I should not go, I should stay home, I should close the door, close the blinds, close the windows, and not show that part of me to the world, because the world will judge me for it. But the judgment, actually, before we even go out to the world, the judgment begins with us, in us. I am the one rejecting me first, right? Because if I'm accepting that, then I walk out outside, I walk out to the world with acceptance rather than with rejection. And that changes everything, right? Because it begins and ends with us. So what we're trying to do as a Sangha or what Sangha is all about, is, is to create a space, a place where we can feel absolutely comfortable to show up as we are. And you know, we say no makeup, that's what we mean. No makeup means as you are, means we are accepting of you. But to do that, we have to show up as we are, we individually. It's not just about I'm accepting you as you are, but when I'm going through something, well, that's a different story. And if I feel this way, I'm saying that you will not accept me as I am, right? So I'm accepting you as you are. Sure, I can do that. That's my practice. That's how I want to, to be in the world. <clears throat> but to show up feeling off for whatever reason, or not to show up because I'm feeling off, means I am not uh, trusting that you will accept me as I am. Right? And it means to show up as we are, being tired, being cranky, being angry about something, uh, being upset about this or that, uh, or going through whatever it is we're going through. So, any thoughts about that? Any, any uh, experiences that you want to share? How do you feel about this? Are we doing it? Are we doing it correctly?
I got to start somewhere. Okay. Lucky you. Sometimes when um, when I'm not feeling very you know like myself, and like myself I mean in the sense where um, you know when, when when we're feeling good or we're happy, it's very easy to well, want to spread that around and and socialize and and go out into the world because we're you know we're feeling good about ourselves, we're feeling happy, but when we're not feeling quite ourselves, meaning maybe you're feeling a little sick or maybe you're feeling a little run down or, or just too, ma too many things are uh, very heavy on your mind and weighing you down. A lot of times I don't want to be around people because I don't want to spread that kind of energy. I want to be home and, and take care of myself, um, <laughs> whatever that means. Maybe sit a little bit longer, maybe grab a book that inspires me, maybe go in nature or walk. Sometimes I don't want to, and in my job, I'm forced to show up. Right. And sometimes I'm not even in a mood to deal with some of my students and their drama and the things they bring into the space. But I have to show up, and I have to smile, and I have to fake it, you know, because I'm not feeling it. Well, well, let me ask you this. What about, right, so this is work. I have to smile. I have to be a certain way. But what about coming to the Sangha, to sit with the Sangha, and knowing I don't have to smile. What about that? And the other thing about that, you know, you're saying, I don't want to spread this kind of energy. And again, we're not talking about the rest of our activities. We, we are specifically talking about what we're developing here, or what we need to develop here, right? So the fact that I can show up not having to smile, right? That is a relief. <clears throat> but, but you're saying, you know, I don't want to give this energy to the world. What you're saying is, I want to give, now Dana Paramita, the perfection of giving, is not one-sided. Yeah. It means you have to be ready to receive, not just to give. Yes. And what you're saying is, well, I got nothing to give. But we have a lot to give. Right? And when you show up saying, I got nothing to give, I, am, I feel depleted, and you show up, you're giving others the chance to give. So you are actually helping Dana Paramita. The perfection of giving. Yes. Showing up depleted, feeling depleted, is actually uh, helping Dana Paramita. Helping others. And of I course. Think, I think um, uh, I have a friend, and, uh, and, and this is exactly what you're, what you're saying, is that I've always been the, one of the where people turn to, to go and sit and listen and talk. Mm -hmm. And it really makes me feel really good inside that somebody who wants to uh, come to me and, and feel like, okay, you know, let me, let me share my problems or, or just listen. Mm -hmm. But when I was going through a difficult time, I shut down. Yeah. Because I felt that I didn't want to, oh, they have enough things of, of their own. I don't want to open up and I don't want to share. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who turned to me and said, why is it you're the only one that can feel good about helping someone? Why can't you give me the opportunity to help you? And I was like, oh my God, you know, she opened up my eyes and I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that I was doing that and that you felt that way. I, I was coming from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I thought you had your own 
things to work through and I didn't want to put any of my stuff on top of your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And she goes, but you know, I always come to you and in, in order for me to feel comfortable coming to you, you have to feel comfortable coming to me as well. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize that I was not giving you an opportunity to grow spiritually and to also help me. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was a, a, like a, a very big eye opener for me. Right. And that kind of makes me understand. It's, there, is, there is something very important. There's the need to, I mean, the willingness to be vulnerable. Yes. To be vulnerable. To open up the heart. When we put a wall and we close the heart, it is closed in both directions. It's not that I just I want, don't want others to see. I am unable to give or receive. A wall is a wall. A wall doesn't know. It's not, it's not uh, yeah, one-sided permeation, right? Uh, one-sided mirror or whatever, right? Um, it actually blocks the flow. And it blocks love. So to receive and to give, right? It's not, one is not better than the other. But when we judge, this is the point. There is a standard in our minds, it is better to give than to receive. And that's a judgment. So what we're trying to do is very unique in our society. What we're trying to do as a Sangha it's very unique because we are developing a place, right, where all of us can show up as we are, with the mess, with the mud, with the issues, with, as we are. And we are saying, we are saying to each other, you are fine, show up as we are, we are going to accept you exactly as we are, as you are. said it feels like yeah you know you talk to friends and it feels like sometimes it gets to the point it becomes toxic I tell you my problems mm -hmm. you tell me mine but at the end of the day nothing is solved what I feel here is return to oneness mm -hmm. like we become one in a way that we don't we don't spend time on like how are you feeling in the sense of dwelling on the feeling we just put it in a box together and the energy of everyone creates one big energy that transmutes whatever is happening. Like, for example, I came here sometimes like feeling tired or sad or whatever the case may be, and I left thinking, I don't want to say it's not that important, but I, I was able to get out of me and become something bigger as a group. And then I, it, it helped me to that like create that not a separation just be like okay i'll get it back when i leave but then when i when we finish it feels like there's nothing to get back it was mm -hmm. kind of transformed or yeah. transmute yeah and you know it may not be the case every time but that's how i always feel i feel like everyone we all have problems we may all feel the same way still here something happens where the energy doesn't become good or bad, heavy or light, it just, it just becomes energy. And then it, it does something that it, it moves. feels like, yeah, it, it feels moves. like it's, it's magic somehow, yeah. you know, and yeah. I guess in my mind. But yeah. 
I do feel that strength of everyone here putting effort, whatever the effort may be. Right. And and that translates to instead of feeling like, oh, she brought her problems here, it's like thank you for showing me that without with the problems this is life and, and I can still do things and move on and face those things, mm-hmm. you know? And it mm-hmm. feels like it's more of at least in this space it feels like we we lead each other by example in many ways. So we inspire each other when we go through hard times and show up. Yeah. And it's not, you know, that we sit and we vent to one another, right? We sit in silence. We don't talk. Mm -hmm. And by not talking, there is a different way of communication, of uh, giving and receiving to one another. Something else is tapped. Something else opens up. Something that is able to embrace everything. Embrace, support, encourage everything. And that's no judgment. That's what that is. Silence does not judge. Words do. Silence includes. Words, maybe, maybe not. Right? Sometimes we talk about things and we make it worse. We call a friend to vent and then after we, we have the conversation, we realize, I really am screwed up. <laughs> I didn't realize how screwed up I am. I just told this person. <laughs> right. So, so, and that becomes, that can become even worse. Just messed her up too. <laughs> right. So, and that's, that's the, 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 one of the powers of silence. It, it embraces everything and everybody. And it's amazing because after, I was telling some, after Zazenkai, I often feel this way. I feel nurtured. I feel there's something that just got replenished. I go home and there is this, it's hard to, it's impossible to describe, but there is something, it nurtures the heart mind. Kokoro. And it's beyond words. And when we try to explain it, it doesn't make sense. It kind of takes away from the experience when you try. It takes away from the experience. Right. It is better left alone. Exactly. You have to experience it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, so we are in a way, you know, showing up. We are liable for one another. Just showing up. That's what we I and actually often more so when we are when we feel uh, a sense of lack or we feel like there's something I got problems, I got this and we show up with that. We are actually giving a lot to the world. We are showing that it's okay to feel messed up. It's okay to feel messed up. It's okay to be exhausted. It's all okay. It's okay to be confused. It's okay to feel lost. And that's a gift. And that is no judgment. So now back to you. <laughs> I think Aspen had something to say. I talked to him like an hour. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him already. I say You are talking about Juicy. Juicy. Yes. Because I don't know Astrid. <laughs> okay, now I've learned Juicy. Okay. So who's going to go first? Segyoko or Juicy? Um, it's a big subject, I think about it a lot, 
but I'm confused and I don't have something clear to say. Um, I experience a lot of self-judgment. Um, It's okay judgment. to say something muddy, too. What? It's okay to say something not clear. Okay. It's just that feeling like I'm not clear, I don't know if any words are going to come out. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm seeing that the, I'm also become in recent year or two, much more consciously judgmental of other people over very trivial things because I always thought of myself as a very or relatively accepting person and a person who um, filled the role of confidant. A lot of people like to confine me. Um, so I'm kind of confused about the whole thing and I see that Sometimes I can show up as I am and show the messy stuff I'm feeling and sometimes I want to be walled off and um, whereas I think this is a lovely sangha and a lovely space and uh, a lot of acceptance. Um, There's something in me that has really held back mm -hmm. from um, going into that. Right. Right. So the, there is, okay, there seems to be a need to put a wall, right? Sometimes Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. Sometimes not. Yeah. Right. When we do, of course, when we don't put a wall, there's no need for a wall. But yeah. when, when there is a wall, when we are putting up a wall and we call it whatever we call it, yeah. Um, whether we are even honest about it or not, that's a different issue. Because sometimes we make up all kinds of excuses to, instead of looking at the wall and understanding, right now I am blocking something. Yeah. Right? So, okay, it gives, so we come together as a Sangha and it gives us an opportunity to examine the knots, yes. the walls, yes. the hindrances, right? Where am I blocking? Right? Because when I block, there is no, giving and receiving. I'm not right. being nurtured. Right. I may be, you know, there are those, who, you know the same, right? There are those who sit by um, a bucket of rice dying of starvation, mm -hmm. right? And that's what that would be like, right? Mm -hmm. I am sitting by uh, a fountain that can nurture my heart, but yet I, am, I feel alone. I feel disconnected. I feel separated. But there it is. Here is the nutrients, right there. Here are the nutrients, yet I am blocking it from penetrating my heart, right? So then the, the practice of, okay, here is what we do. The practice is for each of us to look at where am I holding back and can I little by little open it up? Can I allow the sun to penetrate, right? Can I open up the blinds a little bit? Maybe not all the way, you know, abruptly because that's blinding, right? right. So can I open it up a little bit? Right. And the thing is, I think it was uh, Pema Children was talking about, you know, the, the cement, like a layer of cement. And she was saying, you know, you got to crack it a little bit. And if you crack the cement a little bit, very quickly something is going to grow. Mm -hmm. 
and we've seen it, you know, look at, you know, cracked cement, you know, because you work with cement, so, <laughs> right, <laughs> a little crack in the cement, and very quickly, something starts to grow. Isn't that amazing? Because things want to grow. That's the nature of things. The heart wants to grow. It wants to flourish. It wants to share. But when it's covered with cement, it's covered with cement, right? It is layered. So what we're trying to do is allow ourselves and each other to, to make those little cracks. And then it opens up. And then because of the nutrients, right, and the seeds that are already there, it starts to grow, it starts to sprout. True. But I'm also finding um, something that seems a little new to me. Um, And that is, it's something, um, it's an inner work that I feel only I can do, and it is very helpful to be with people who are reflecting back acceptance mm -hmm. and, uh, in my case, interest. Because when I am in one of these states, I assume nobody would be interested in anything that I would have to say. Um, Except for me. Except for you. Yes. So, yes. That's why there is. That's why, there that's is, why I come see you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Except for you. Um, but as you know, I tested you for a couple of years. <laughs> yes. They um, don't know that I passed the test. What? They don't know that I passed. Yeah, he passed. He yeah, passed. I passed. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so, um, the wall can feel like um, like involuntary, like like not a choice. So I feel like, and maybe this is what we were supposed to be doing for the 150 years that I've been practicing and that I never was able to do or didn't even know. I have to start to um, find a way to have that accepting container of myself, not just coming from other people. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. Yes. And right. then there can be, and then you can um, open a little, and then the reflection of other people's acceptance helps to penetrate a little, mm -hmm. but um, there's an inner thing I have to do for myself. Yeah, right. And I have to find it. It apparently has not been obvious to me. <laughs> Just right. paying attention has not been obvious the way to pay attention. Well, I can say that over a period of time, the, there is movement there, things are shifting. Right? And also to accept the fact that some things are not being accepted. To accept the wall. Oh, yeah. To accept the wall rather than to try to, you know, break it down, to accept it and then, what, and to, you know, when you don't fight it, the tendency is off the wall to actually, over time, dissolve. Right? Because you're not uh, reinforcing it. You're not reinforcing it, and you still 
nonetheless show up. Right. You keep showing up, we keep talking, we keep addressing it. So, the, okay, so we have a, this is why every, over, over the years of, of my practice, I, I learned, I understood why we do, I understand why we do what we do. And it takes time to understand the purpose of each aspect of practice, right? Because, you know, we show up to practice and there are many aspects of the world. This is what we do, right? We stand up, we sit down, we do, but everything has a purpose. And so there is a Sangha that helps us dissolve, help us look and accept. And then there are these one-on-one discussions with the teacher, right? And that is very important. And it, it serves a purpose because we develop this trust that allows us to be as we are, right? So all those aspects are important and they do what they need to do as long as we keep practicing in an honest, in a genuine way. And you have been, so thank you for that. And it doesn't matter what comes up, even it doesn't matter. Do not judge what comes up. Do not judge it. You remember when dark-mindedness comes, be dark-minded. When light-mindedness comes, be light-minded. Dogen. Yes, but there, what it looks like to me now is that I have to have an inner accepting space or these parts that come up just go like this. And they don't move. They don't move, but you move. Well, no. You show up. You don't allow those parts to, to, to keep you home. No. Which means there is something in you that is also, that has a say. Also has a say. Right. Because those parts will not communicate to the legs, let's go. Right? Right. Yeah. So there is something else that is communicating with the legs. Right. And this is what we need to nurture. That in us that makes us move. Right. I feel like I'm taking too much time. So I'll say one last thing. One last thing. Uh, it's what we've been talking about. It's so. It's not enough to just move the legs. Except, I mean, it's good, but I'm hypothesizing and maybe feeling a little that there's something else. There's, there's finding out what accepting, acceptance feels like in the body. Mm-hmm. and making this space. Like, it kind of happened, I mean, my sitting seemed not very great this morning until the end and something happened. Mm-hmm. And um, really, really sleepy and... Um, but then um, there were some thoughts uh, that uh, caused a fearful reaction in me. Um, and I felt it right here. And uh, then this thing that I had been looking for that wasn't there all morning, it was like there could be a little more space. It was like, and it quieted down. Mm-hmm. 
So not that I'm not afraid of those things anymore. Right. So what you're saying is is uh, important in in relation to how we practice, right? It, to to our expectation of zazen, right? So to not judge by any standard in relation to zazen means to accept what comes, right. to not argue with the arguing. Yes. Right? To not put a wall when the wall shows up. Yes, yes. Right? To not add more of the same to the same. Yes. Yeah. So then when we do that, when we are accepting, we, pra- we have to practice yes. no judgment. And, and when we allow Zazen to be open space, then whatever shows up, shows up. I don't, we don't know what's going to show up. We don't know how each Zazen period is going to manifest. We have no clue. We have a structure, we have a practice, but the practice doesn't tell us, here's what's gonna happen today, here's what's gonna happen tomorrow. It's not in the book, right? It's not in the sutra book. So we, we learn to accept whatever comes, and then by accepting whatever comes, we open up to seeing what's next. And that allows for opening, right? It allows for something to shift. Whether it's this period or next period, that doesn't matter so much. And, and the point of acceptance is key, right? Do not judge. I am refusing to judge myself, my own experiences. And if I work on that, then there's a higher chance, right? Less likely that I will judge others. Right. Because I'm practicing no judgment. Right. And it is Zen training. We are training. Anyone else? It's funny how we train ourselves to be ourselves. Essentially, yes. Well, because we've been conditioned so much from the outside that it's very difficult for us to actually just go inwardly and just be, you know, to have our own thoughts, you know, constantly being bombarded by what we should be thinking, what we should be doing, how we should be showing up. And um, we want to be accepted. So sometimes it's very easy to want to give in and follow in those steps, you know, and become what society or family members or friends or everybody wants us to be instead of being our authentic selves. And like she says, just be okay with not being okay today. Expanding, 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 forever expanding, right? The more we expand, the more we can be inclusive, all inclusive, right? To do not dwell, right? To not sit on it. Or make anything of it. Or I am a judgmental person, for example, or I'm an accepting person. Both are dwelling. I'm neither a judgmental person nor an accepting person. And then I sometimes we experience judgmental thoughts, judgmental energies. Sometimes we experience embracing, accepting energies. It's like labeling. When you label something or someone a certain way, then you don't give it an opportunity to change or to become mm, anything else. Fixate on it. We sit on it and yeah. that's it. And then we don't even... It could be right there, but we don't see it, right? The, the opening could be right in front of our eyes, but we don't see it because we already, we convince ourselves, that's how I am, that's who I am. Right. 
or even feeling I'm damaged, right? That becomes a fixed thing in our minds and we don't even open up the possibility, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe there is no such a thing. We're being too close to the problem that you don't have the perspective to identify the issue. Right, because it's contracted, right? Too close, that means contracted. And, and the, the point of practice is to expand, to allow more space, or to experience spaciousness that welcomes everything, but is not identified with anything. So the container allows things to come and go, and to be that container. It's very important, this is a very important point, right? To, do, to not judge by any standard, to practice, to develop a non-judgmental mind. And it begins with the way we are. So when we show up, when we are not feeling great, we are working on developing that non-judgmental mind. And not only that, but we are actually giving that to others. Right? We're giving that to others. So I remember once you said that Sashin, at the end, people expressed all kinds of great things and you did not have, and you said, well, I don't have anything great to, ex to express. And, but that's also good. It's yes, not not it good. Is. It is. Right? We're not, we're not comparing, you know. <laughs> we said, well, this is what's going on right now. Fine. There is space for that too. Doesn't define you, but there is space for that. And we're not less accepting of those who have these kinds of experiences versus those kinds of experiences. Yeah, I remember when she brought that up one time and when we went away, and I thought it was very genuine. And very, like, it was, like, for me, it was like, whoa, that's, it was so good because there's sometimes when I feel that way, yeah, I didn't have an opportunity to voice it out, mm -hmm. but you did. So I felt like you were speaking for me that one time. Like, yeah, that happens. You know, and I was like, oh, you know, it felt like as you spoke, something was lifted for me at that yeah. moment. Because there's sometimes when, you know, I feel that way, I show up that way, you know, and, and it's difficult to express that and you have to have courage yeah. to really come out and express when you're not at your best or when you're feeling in your mind or you're thinking that you're not at your best but you have no idea sometimes how that could really help somebody else feel like develop the courage to speak up when you're having one of those moments mm -hmm. you know because somebody else had the courage to speak up so yeah we don't we don't try to slap on a, a smile mm -hmm. and then look like something it's not the point So, should we conclude it? Any last thoughts about that? Doug, you want to say a few words? Yeah, I can say something. Um, I always like coming here. Uh, I don't have issues with coming here. Um, you know, I always like it because it feels, it feels home in a kind of in a way that is phenomenal. And, um, and sometimes it bring a lot of bad motion and, uh, and sometimes it's blissful, sometimes I'm not happy with what happens. I mean, I come, you know, you come one way, you get out completely opposite way. And 
can be good. Those are bad or the opposite. Yeah. Um, but I always find that the energy here on 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 sitting with the sangha and, and doing what we do and uh, the power of the silence and the power of the acceptance that we all uh, have with each other. Um, it's phenomenal because it brings the pointer that is like a super big hand that comes and points to the emptiness of me. Mm. You know, and, and there is no judgment in the emptiness of me. When you kind of start looking at the meaning of what you're creating in your head, the meaning of your problems to solve, the meanings of the incommodities you have, you start looking at them and they don't have it. You know, and that is kind of where the, the, you know, the, the, there is nothing there. You know, like it's just I'm making up what it means. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that, I, you know, in normal life, you're always making up what it means because that's part of what you need to do. You know, and, and it's part of what working. I mean, like when you go working, you need to participate on the meaning of things. But uh, here is like a pointer to that. So what I find is always some extra energy to go and confront those issues that are kind of in my head at that time. You know, because confronting them with that understanding that they are empty of meaning, they, they really are not as dreadful or as um, uh, challenging or as anything. You know, they're not. I mean, I'm putting those labels to it. I'm saying this is challenging, this is bad, this is good. And, uh, and having, you know, doing this practice on Sundays for, you know, two, three hours kind of opens that in a way that um, it, is, it is a great experience. And I, I'm, I, I do think that that's, that's something that doesn't happen when I'm sitting alone in my house, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. because it has a different um, energy. Right. Um, so that's why, I mean, the energy of the Sangha is something that not to mess about. Yeah. It's super powerful. Yeah. And it has to do with that silence that is fully embracing. Yeah. For that, I like, I come and see, and I feel connected with everything. It's like, you know, like and, and I see, and I know everything that happened that were. The, the, you know, the persons, if they're smiling, if they're moving, if they're, you know, like they're... And you know everything at the same time, you know, it's like, it's so phenomenal, because you're not distracted by this that much, you know, and so... Yeah. So that is very powerful, and I think, you know, as you say, it's it's a pity when we judge ourselves and we, we negate the power of this as a healing power, whatever you bring. Yeah. Whatever you bring. Yeah. You know? Because I, you guys know I brought any things here already. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> so um, so that that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. You got a kind of um, an apology of uh, an apology of how great sitting in the sangha and how grateful I am from all you sitting here. Me today. Yeah, and you know that gratitude, right? So, so to bring what you just said, that appreciation, right? So, so appreciation and no judgment allow for perseverance, for, for sustaining the practice. Mm-hmm. 
right? Month after month, year after year, decade after decade, right? It allows us to actually do that because it's the judgments that take us away from sustaining a practice. That's what takes us away. That's what robs us of, of practice. And if we don't listen to that judgmental mind, we are free to sustain a practice for the rest of our lives. And that's a gift. To be able to show up no matter how I feel, that's a gift. Right? It's a gift and it teaches us to not take ourselves so seriously. Or to not take ourselves at all. Sure. Uh, sitting here listening to everyone, it's my natural instinct to keep my mouth shut and just listen. And yeah, I, I just feel with everybody opening up, it makes me feel like I should open up and express that I really enjoy coming here and I'm just stuck inside my head all the time. And when I come and sit down, it's nice to be part of all this quiet, and emptiness and just, you no, know, just work on quieting my mind and mostly reducing pain in my body as I'm sitting <laughs> and, you know, and just feeling everybody and just knowing that everybody else here is in a way feeling the same thing. They're, they're having their discomforts either mentally or physically like mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. And just to know that we're all here committed to doing it makes me feel better. And to your point, Sometimes I just can't bring myself to come here because I'm just not in the right mindset. And, you know, I never realized that by not being here, I'm impacting everybody else's practice. And what's the right mindset? I think the right mindset is what you said. So for me, it was just beautiful, was just whatever it is that gets your legs moving, that's what you need to nurture. And that's what I need to nurture and be that whatever gets me to come here on Sundays and Fridays, I need to nurture that in opening up myself outside of the Sangha, inside the Sangha, and just, mm -hmm. you know, because I was judging myself the entire time I was sitting here and I was thinking I really wanted to say something, but I was like, I don't, I don't know, it's going to come out right. And yeah, so. It comes it out. But then again, you know, when you when the, the judgments are when the, the standards are dropped, what's the wrong mindset? Is there a wrong mindset? Is there a wrong mindset when the standards are dropped? No, there's no wrong mindset. It, it's just that inability to move. It's like, you know, like just standing still. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you said about the idea that whatever makes your legs move, yeah, I felt it was really pretty profound that, because I always just sit still. Right. And I there is what makes you move, what makes you show up to a Sangha is called bodhicitta. This is what that is. You know, there is a wisdom in us that wants to awaken. That's what makes a person show up or inquire about practice, right? That's what makes us move and, and show up and get in the car and drive over. Mm -hmm. That's not enough, as you said, right? It's not enough because bodhicitta may be arising, but very quickly may go back to being dormant. 
And it happens a lot, even to practitioners, regular practitioners. And we have to do what we have to do, and I mentioned last week, to nurture bodhicitta, to nurture it on a regular basis. By showing up, is that's one. By reading, by listening to teachers, by connecting with the teacher, by chanting, by bowing, all these things, offering incense, offering ourselves, all these things nurture bodhicitta. Right? So, yes, it's not enough to show up. It's not enough to connect the butt to a cushion. Mm-hmm. Again, we could be sitting and making it worse. So sitting alone is not enough. What do we do with that? Are we sitting and judging? Or am I allowing all everything to expand? I don't judge. There's no judgment. It doesn't matter. Or even when there is judgment, no big deal. So I don't know what to say, for example. That is having standards, right? But you say what comes up. It's all good. It's all good because it's all beneficial. Even when you think it's not, it is. Right? Even when you think, well, I cannot... I have nothing to benefit, anybody can benefit from, yet you're expressing it, and then somebody says, oh, that was really great. I really uh, learned something from that expression. Or just the idea that more than one person opening up might cause someone else that wouldn't normally open up. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That kind of seems like a contradiction to me, because... Um, just saying whatever comes up is like I recall previously saying that you saying that we need to be kind of like concise and purposeful with our speech so um, part of making the decision of whether do I say something or not is is trying to identify whether I have clarity of my own thought Mm -hmm. and the ability to relay it yeah that's what that means it doesn't mean knee-jerk reaction it means to not judge what comes up by a standard of will that benefit others or not at that point, right? So if we're having um, a mondo, like, you know, we're having a, a time of sharing, right, or looking at something and then to bring different perspectives to that, then at that time, you just share it, right? It's not going to say, I'm going to go buy bread and, and, and peanut butter after this because <laughs> that will, you know, it will not fit, <laughs> So it doesn't mean whatever comes to you, say it, right? Whatever crosses your mind. It just means that your expressions are welcome because you are welcome. It, it means to bring that kind of acceptance to that. Does that clarify? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so should we conclude with this? All right. Oh uh-huh.
Take heed, do not squander your life. 